0: Hello, and welcome to this week's episode of Test Prep Logic for Everyday Life, a podcast where we dissect arguments using Test Prep Logic. My name is Patrick Choi, and remember, it's by analyzing the arguments and understanding the flaws where we will become more informed skeptics. Today, we'll talk about the science of genetic-based dating apps. Is love really just a swab away? Pheromore, a Houston-based startup founded by three scientists aimed to disrupt the dating world by using our biology. The app gives users a simple DNA test to match them to genetically compatible mates. According to the company's website, they say, we use your attraction genes to determine who you are attracted to and who is attracted to you. The site continues by saying that the science of pheromones have been around for decades. They are proven to play a role in attraction all the way from insects to animals to humans. Opposites attracts is the basis for attraction. The more differentiated the DNA between two individuals, the more likely they are to be attracted to one another. Today we're going to discuss the potential issues of genetic based human attraction. So here's how it works. For 1599, Faramore sends users a kit to swap their saliva, which they then send back for sequencing. Fairmore analyzes the spit to identify 11 genes that relate to the human immune system. The company then matches you with people who are suitably genetically diverse. The assumption is that people prefer to date those whose DNA is different enough from their own that a coupling would result in a more diverse, likely-to-survive offspring. Survival of the species and all. The site continues by saying that the way species can sense how different the DNA is, is in a potential mate is through the smell of their pheromones. Ferramore claims that these genetic differences can be detected through smell. Ferramore is likely using a 1995 Swiss study known as the sweaty t-shirt study, and in this study. Researchers showed that women who sniffed the sweaty t shirts of men with greater genetic differences were more likely to select those shirts. Kind of sounds gross. Fairmore is claiming that these attraction genes, the 11MHC genes that code for the immune system, can be sensed through our nose. So, this brings us to, to three potential flaws in Fairmore's argument. The first flaw that we can find in Ferramore's claim is that the company uses your attraction genes to determine who you're attracted to and who is attracted to you. These attraction genes, referred to by Ferramore, is actually 11 genes of the major histocompatibility complex, or MHC. These genes code for proteins found on the surface of cells that help immune systems recognize invaders. I'll admit. Attraction genes sound better than the 11 genes of the major histocompatibility complex. But here we have a shift in terminology. A shift in terminology flaw occurs when one term is swapped for another without any explanation as to how those two terms are relevant to each other. We see examples of this when we switch the words flight for plane. A plane is an actual plane, the actual vehicle where we t- ride. It goes from one place to another, whereas a flight is a pattern. It's the route that the plane takes. We can also see this come up when, we, when, for example, our parents ask us, hey, did you do all your homework? And you respond, I spent seven hours in the library. Here, we swap the, instead of saying, yes, I did my homework, we swap it with, I spent seven hours in the library. Uh, Unless there's a correlation between spending seven hours in the library and completing your homework, we don't know how these two are related. The second flaw that Firmora claims is that the 11 MHC genes create pheromones that make you more or less attractive to a potential partner. But how true is that? Pheromones were first identified in 1959, and they're these invisible chemical signals that trigger behavior and can be used to communicate in animals from moths to mouse. But according to a UK professor, Dr. Wyatt, scientists have yet been unable to locate pheromones in humans, which is to say that they can't find the chemical compound. And remember from last week's podcast, in the absence of evidence, we cannot claim one way or another. For Maura's third flaw is that the claim that people are attracted to those with different MHC genes. Remember, those are the attraction genes. A study conducted by the International HapMap Project, which maps the patterns in genetic sequences from people around the world and look at their partner's genetic data, found this to not necessarily be true. Researchers concluded that if people were really uh, really attracted to others with different genetic makeup, then there would be more genetic diversity than what they found. Genetic sequencing has become a common occurrence. One executive that I spoke to for this podcast said that he expects genetic sequencing to be as common as swiping your credit card when making an online purchase. At first, the idea sounds foreign, but people will get used to it. The problem with the ease of all the sequencing data is, what do we do with this data? How can we use this data? And these are bigger questions, and I don't think a podcast episode is enough to do it justice. So who's right and who's wrong? That doesn't matter. What matters is the journey. Thanks for joining us, and we'll see you next week.